Hello, and welcome to a tragic episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. I almost said a different podcast name when I was doing the I intro I thought it there. in my head, and I knew that what you were thinking. <laughs> when I said tragic, it's not that it's a bad thing, and it's not to tragically hip. Yeah. We are doing Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. If you listened to the last episode, you would know. Notice. If you didn't, welcome if you're a new listener. Or just randomly chose this one. Sometimes I listen to podcasts yeah. and I pick and choose, so maybe you're one of those people. Good, good. Listener. So let's get right into this. Why did you pick this album? I loved this album when I was a teen. Why did you love this album? It was a lot different than what I than what was out there. And more poppy than you than a lot of stuff at the time that wasn't like sappy pop music like uh, i don't want to give an example of a sappy pop music i'm thinking like mariah carey (laughs) (laughs) but not like dark alternative stuff but still i would put this under alternative okay and there was some ska at the time but these were kind of my i could be wrong on timelines but these were like this band was the first i had really been I can't say introduce. It's not like I'm a big ska listener or know a lot about ska, but yeah. Did you own this on tape, CD, laser disc? (laughs) CD. (laughs) And it really spoke to me. Okay. The the whole CD, a lot of the CD, the whole CD. You know, you talk about ska, and we often talk about stuff in the car. Like, my uncle played the whip on Devo's whip. <laughs> yeah, we or, make up facts like that little. Yeah, we often make up facts. But I found it really interesting today when I was looking up some of the people who were in the band. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that they had a lot of additional band members listed on this band, like who played on the on the album. Gabrielle McNair played the trumpet. And the only reason I went into a deep dive on who played what is, like I said, we often joke about my Thinking. uncle would have played the trumpet on Mambo Number no. 5. Or like meeting someone in the bar who's like, hey, did you know this little fact about me? I played <laughs> trumpet on different people by no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Gabriel McNair played on a ton of albums, hmm. like starting in 1995 with No Doubt. But then his latest single was in 2021 so he's played a lot over the years and he's played again with a lot of like no doubt he played with Gwen Stefani on a solo album he's played with dream car which is a band from some of the people from no doubt when uh, Gwen Stefani went solo and yeah. you know these guys played together so yeah he's he's been around so it's kind of cool just to make that connection that there is an actual trumpet player and it's not just a joke that you and i make up in the car yeah also did you look up the producer no i didn't matthew wilder does that name ring a bell without walking him off no it doesn't he wrote and he was he sang nobody gonna break my stride nobody gonna slow and i loved that song when i was a kid but he was he went on to do other stuff so much as produce this no doubt (laughs) So what really stood out for you? Like, what songs stood out for you on the album? Now or when I was growing up? Well, let's start with when you were growing up. Well, a couple did. Just a Girl, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, just it was a great feminist anthem that was, which was kind of my 
jam in, back in the day, but this was different because it was sounded so poppy as opposed to say Tori right. Amos, who I reference a lot, or like something more serious sounding. Um, I know those Tori Amos sound bites that you're often dropping around the house. <laughs> well, I bring her up a lot. I listen. You're lucky that's not who I. My first and only breakup happened around this time, or maybe a couple of years later, and Don't Speak was like my breakup song. Like, okay. <laughs> and the other one is You're Only 16. It might be called just, it might be called 16. Yeah, it's because just called I was 16. 16, right? Like, <laughs> and it kind of, the words kind of meant a lot, but those were the songs that spoke to me. But I can't say that, but the whole album speaks to me because it's so different sounding at different times. So, okay. but those songs meaning anyway, meaning makes it sound like more of a serious CD, but I'll go with that. So do they still hold up for you? Yeah, they're still great songs. And everything, I mean, it's a little different looking at YouTube comments because people are looking up videos that are more or less big No Doubt fans and commenting mm -hmm. like, this still holds up. I loved this back in the day. I still listen to this. It was a lot of those kind of comments for every song. This is my favorite, No Doubt, is what uh -huh. everyone said, yeah. So I had this album when I was younger. Did you? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I traded this album away. I think I got it like Columbia House. Yeah, Columbia House or BMG, one of them. Like <laughs> four hundred CDs for a penny. Yeah. And <laughs> gee, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Glad I'm bringing up the classics. <laughs> Classic <gasps> businesses. So I didn't enjoy it that much when I was growing up. That's probably why I traded it. I think that I like. I I I can. I like the. Singles off it like Spiderwebs is pretty yeah, good. Just the girl is fine. Don't speak is fine as well. Mm -hmm. But everything else I didn't really enjoy when I was younger. And then re listening, I didn't enjoy it still. Yeah. So I didn't really enjoy it too too much. But I think it still holds up as a good album. Because yeah. I can see why people would like it. It's just not my taste. And I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad album. I just didn't enjoy it. I found it was so different. There was like a song that kind of came that sounded like country. There's almost like a funk uh -huh. song. There's some more reggae. Which Definitely different tones in there and different beats and, and genres almost. Yeah. And I think too, when you look at the videos, you're like, oh, like that was part of it too. She, Gwen Stefani is quite the front woman. Like she's uh -huh. front and center in the videos, in the band. Even they spoof that in one of the videos. It might be just a girl. Okay. No, I forget which one, but they just show them doing a photo shoot. And then the boys end up being pushed aside and it's just her. And they kind of spoof that that is kind of what was happening. She's even front and center with her next band where she went solo. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because I really didn't like their later stuff. Okay. But when I listened to it again, like, hella good. And things like that. I really enjoyed it. I looked this up after this and I enjoyed it even though I didn't at the time. But I also really loved Gwen Stefani's, her first two solo albums. Then I kind of lost interest. I don't know if okay. she has more or what's going on with her. I think she's on The Voice now. I'm not sure. But I just really like her voice. It's a little bit different. It's kind of rough, but pop, but yeah. And I like that some of these songs were not necessarily happy things. A lot was of her breakup with her band member, but 
it sounds happy. Well, Almost like the uh, Alanis Morissette, like. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more. It was less angry and more heartbreak. Okay. Yeah. The breakup stuff, but. Yeah. But I don't think there's any song I didn't like. It was hard to kind of cho- choose ones that I did like that were my favorite because yeah. there was so much. It wasn't "Don't Speak." That was about the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. It almost reminded me a bit of Biff Naked. Before Biff Naked, just like kind of some yeah, some of Gwen Stefani's yelling kind of reminded me a bit of that. Uh huh. Yeah. So I was driving home the other day, and we have free satellite radio, Mm -hmm. and I was listening to the ninety stations, and Mark McGrath was on, and he was talking, and he was talking about No Doubt, and he was talking about this album particular, and he was talking about how great it is, and I, I. Forget exactly how he put it, but he was just talking about how this is probably one of the greatest albums from the 90s, especially a song like Just a Girl, like, really speaks to a whole it's generation. Anthem. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see what he had to say, and it was, like, all great things. Like I said, I don't remember exactly, but he didn't have anything bad to say about it. And it was just an interesting take on it where he's a star as well and giving kudos to other stars. Or is he more of a one-hit wonder? He's a national icon. He's on the radio now. <laughs> so is Lisa Loeb. <laughs> but I wouldn't put no doubt it near a one-hit wonder. Just oh, God, Based no. on no. albums after breaking up, getting together, doing tours, Gwen Stefani being solo. Yeah, well, they have more than one hit off this one album. Yeah, so. yeah. So did you find a Canadian Connection? Because I had to really dig for one. I, I had got to one. really dig for one, and I don't even want to say it, but I wrote it in case. Okay, you want to go first, then? Yes. Okay. They have a song called Sunday Morning. Uh-huh. And Canadian Chaos has a song named Sunday Morning. What? Who's Canadian Chaos? <laughs> Chaos. K-O-S. Oh, the guy. In the bucket. I you, yeah, I thought you meant, like, there was a band called Canadian no, Chaos. No, no, no. The Great Canadian Chaos. Comma, chaos. Comma. I had a song called Sunday Morning. <laughs> oh, hey. So I got a better one. <laughs> Tony Cannell. I hope I yeah, pronounced that right. I think so. Bass player for No Doubt. He dated a girl called Gwen Stefani. Yes. Gwen Stefani had a brother, Eric Stefani. Yes. Do you know what he went on to do? Oh, you Eric lost. St- you, you fucking lost. Eric him. Stefani. I got you. Get out the red... The red yarn to connect this all. Oh, hey. So I lost my spot. Do you want to start again? No. So when Stefani's brother, Eric Stefani, he was also in No Doubt, but also a brother to Gwen <laughs> Stefani. See, I was, on a, I was on a roll and you messed me all up, so it's all your fault. He went on to work as an animator for Ren and Stimpy show. Which I knew because I wrote it down before he violently Sorry, interrupted I was, me. I was excited. Okay. The Ren and Stimpy show was created by John Kerflakis? Oh, probably. And he was born in Chicoutimi, Quebec. There's your Canadian oh. connection. Because before the chaos thing, you want to know what my other thing was? No. Oh, just wait. I'll interrupt you right while you're going to tell me. There's a song called Just a Girl. And growing up, I was just a girl oh. who lived in Canada. 
Okay, that that's a good connection. And I knew you, so I was also a Canadian. So, but I'm a little disappointed you didn't like this one. Maybe not disappointed. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Maybe not disappointed. I don't really care. You must have been disappointed having to hear these CDs you don't like week after week. No, I don't mind listening to them. I just didn't. I couldn't get into it. So I would say you think this album holds up. Yes. Yeah. I would say it still holds up as well. I think it's a good album for what it is. Like like you said, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. But I... I for me it just wasn't something that I overly enjoyed, but I still think it holds up. But you didn't really like it back in the day. So yeah. one thing I've remembered through this podcast is listening to music. I didn't necessarily listen with headphones on, but just sitting down and listening to music, which I often will do with an album. But there is one thing we're missing: having the CD, looking through the book. Possibly reading uh-huh. the lyrics, looking at the pictures. I especially meant to bring that up last week with um, Rob Zombie because a lot uh-huh. of people talked about the artwork in the book. But sometimes there's little facts or you might look up who the musicians are. And Yeah, yeah, that's true too. But now you have to go online and find all that out. But it's, it's not, not the, the same, same as having that book. And yeah. Getting a new CD, oh, the one of the best feelings was getting a new CD, opening it, um, especially if it was the one that had the, like, almost thing like you have for a cigarette package. Yeah, the cigarette pack, yeah. And then opening that book. And I can still smell that, like, jewel case book combination. Plastic-y. Yeah. And looking at all the artwork. And, like, I remember this one, I think, had a lot of pictures that I remember, especially Gwen Stefani, because okay. although this band you would think was just... Could almost be like a one-hit wonder based on just Gwen Stefani's look. Almost. Uh-huh. I think they went beyond that. Like, she really... They wouldn't... Although, I gotta say, I don't think without her being the lead, they wouldn't have went so far. Which, there was a lead before her. Yes. Um, John Spencer? Who? John Spence? Spence. I wrote it down. While she was doing backing vocals? Yeah. And he killed himself, so... Then she kind of came, took over. And I think that that's what they needed to set them apart, especially. Okay. Some other facts on the album. It did reach number one in Canada. It reached number one in a lot of countries, but Mm -hmm. we'll just focus on Canada. Um, End of the year as in the position of 16 on Canada's top albums. And... It was a diamond album in Canada, selling mm. over one million copies. So that's a lot of albums in Canada. Yep. It's more than some of the other albums we talked about, because like some of them were gold records or whatever it was, yeah. like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. So yeah, it's it's a lot of albums for Canada. So I kind of skipped over it. Was just a girl the highest rank? What's I don't know selling single? Like what was their bet? Their highest charting that's the word i'm looking for i'm not sure just a girl peaked at number 23 oh that's surprising on the billboard hot 100 don't speak peaked at number one on the billboard top 100 and that was the third single from the cd was spider spider webs was second yeah and it's a great song and don't speak was on there for 16 consecutive weeks so a record at the time hmm don't Speak was first a love song, but they, but Stefani rewrote the lyrics 
for a breakup song after the breakup. Okay. And Just a Girl was her first song to write without her brother, and she wrote it because her dad got mad when she drove home late from, I think, seeing her boyfriend. and oh. Just like, he wouldn't be bad. Was she really that. young at the time when this album came out? She was 26. Okay. But I think she kind of started. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of thought that was... She didn't necessarily write it to be released. She just was like, I want to write a song because I guess she was probably pissed off. I also love one little, little fact in the video. She does push-ups, but she does it full push-up instead of the quote-unquote girl push-up. And I thought that was one little, like that, that wasn't a mistake. Like that was really intentional to show how strong she was. I know that's out there fact, but I just really liked that fact when I watched the videos. And it had that, all the videos had that 90s feel. You know, some of them had like the camera from below. So they were coming down on the <laughs> camera. And that's a very 90s video thing. Yeah. Like the uh, Beastie Boys kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. So I do not regret picking this. I enjoyed it. Oh, hey. Okay. I was, yeah, that was on my next question yeah. to ask. So I, I enjoyed re-listening and i've re-listened to this in the last couple of years this is one i will every now and then listen to i i don't regret you picking it either yeah i did like that i listened to it again yeah nice. that's that's all i have to say about the album now the next thing what's your choice for next week i am going to pick i'm gonna write it down queen innuendo from 1991 I have not heard this full album. I probably heard a couple of songs off of it, but I was wondering about Queen, and I knew that Freddie Mercury died in 1992, so I knew that they put out albums before then. So I just looked it up, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go with this one, because it was their last studio release. Okay. There was releases after that, but they were like live concerts and compilations and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, the final... I'm intrigued. Yeah, me too. So... I'm really looking forward to it. We'll talk about it next week. And don't forget on Friday to listen to our 90s tune, <laughs> a little mini-sode where we'll be discussing Scooby Snacks by Fun Loving Criminals. Oh, hey, keep on listening.